I want to share some things with us that I don't want us to to take for granted when it comes to this role of of intercession. So what I'm about to say, because this this morning when I was um, you know with the Lord in prayer, um, the Lord seemed to be highlighting um, the cleansing of lips. And I'm going to explain what I mean in a second. So that's why we have to pray into it. Because today must mark a shift in our prayer lives. Amen. I said today must mark a shift in our prayer Amen. lives. Amen. A shift. Um, this, 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 this aspect, this fourth quality of an intercessor, I think I was building up from the other time. And I was saying to you that you intimacy allows us to to know the ways of God mm -hmm. but not only that it qualifies us to represent God mm -hmm. does that make sense it it it, it qualifies us to represent God um, intercession if you think of intercession as that 15 minute slot in a service mm -hmm. you are missing the point you're missing the point. Most most intercession happens outside service. Yeah. Does that make sense? Most intercession. I can get anybody to pray during service. Do you see what I'm saying? So if if we are intercessors by Sunday function, then we need to reconsider whether mm -hmm. this thing called intercession throughout scripture it has averted generational dangers does that make sense it has it has opened people up to to moves of god this is not this is not this is not a joke so an, an intercessor is like an ambassador this is what i'm saying mm -hmm. an intercessor is an ambassador in the weekend i was teaching us about the purpose of a body remember that and I was teaching us about Jesus said, or the Bible says concerning Jesus, a body you have prepared for me. And I said that the reason why we have a body, I, I said it more specific. I was building up, but I said it straight yesterday. If you listen to the podcast yesterday, I said, you have one of the reasons why we are in the body is to pray. <laughs> I'm telling you, I'm telling you. For what prayers, you, you, we have to understand that prayer is not is not is not uh it's not it's not a earthly activity exclusively prayer is actually the nature of the kingdom even in heaven jesus is praying he's making intercession for us the holy ghost makes intercession for the saints <laughs> right the bible talks about the golden altar in heaven and the bible says that in this golden altar that the prayers of the saints are mixed with incense and put on the altar. So the the issue of prayer is is we don't pray because we have problems. Please understand me. I'm coming into something quite serious. But this is what I'm saying. You can pray now. There's a difference between the two things I'm saying. We don't pray because we have problems, or we can pray when we have problems. So let me explain the difference. The difference is, 
it's not because we have issues that we, sh we should pray. But we can pray when we have issues. We pray because prayer is a, is a breathing system. It's heaven's ecosystem. Does that make sense? It's actually, so it's like saying, it's like saying that if you want to exist in this realm, you have to breathe in and out. Does that make sense? That is what prayer is to the kingdom. Right? Prayer is air, it's oxygen. It's, 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 that is how prayer is. Now, here's the point I'm going to. So, we've been talking about intercession. So, for what, for what intercession is to God? In the book of Ezekiel, we read the book of Ezekiel earlier. In the book of Ezekiel, God was not happy with the spiritual and societal structure. So spiritually speaking, the people were off, the priests were off, the prophets were spiritually off, um, the leaders in, in culture, they were oppressive and all of these things. But then God said something in Ezekiel. God, God wasn't happy with them, but this is what he said. He said, in spite of all of these things, he said, I sought for an intercessor. I think, but the time, you please guys, I'm not trying, I, I really want you guys to be on the intercession team. You guys, honestly, you guys are amazing. I don't want to scare you, okay? This is not about scary, but I want to challenge you, right? So God, God came down and saw all of these atrocities in the book of Ezekiel. Because we have to learn from the Father. And God said, I looked, I looked, I looked, but then he said this, he said, this, I think this was the, this was the highest issue of all the issues. All the issues were bad, but this was the highest issue. God said, I was, I, God said, I looked for a man amongst them. He said, to stand in the gap and to build up the wall, I looked for an intercessor and I found none. So, everything was bad, but God's Last remedy, his last remedy is if I can at least find an intercessor. This is what I'm saying. This is how crucial. God's like, everything's bad. Everything's going wrong. Okay, bad as it is. But God said, if I, as a remedy. So that means when all fails, God is counting on intercessors. Does that make sense? That means... When, when, every, when, is, when, when everything is like, when the chips are down, <laughs> God's counting on intercessors. Now, God himself said this. He said, I. Right? So that means God is saying that, now, get ready for this. why you shouldn't leave the intercession team. Don't leave when I say this. God is saying that even if everybody fails, you intercessors, you can't. You can't fall asleep. Because God, God didn't say, God, 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 God said, I, was, I looked for a man to stand in the gap. I said, and I found, and then because of that, the, the following scripture now says, because of that, they were going to be destroyed. So in the absence of inter, in intercession, there is destruction. I mean, this is a heavy matter. Does that make sense? In the, I, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to gasp you guys and say, oh, intercessors are the best. No, 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 no. Like, honestly, everybody is important. But I'm saying, for the purpose which we're guarded here, this thing is so serious to God, 
is so is so important to God. Let me show you how important intercession is to God. There were we, we I don't know how many messianic prophecies we have in scripture, but at least from Genesis, most scriptures are witnessing about the coming of the Messiah. Right? All the prophets are pointing towards the Messiah. Guess what God did? For Jesus to have come, uh, God hid a woman in the temple. Her name was Anna. The Bible says she was a prophetess. And this woman, the Bible says that she was a widow. Right? And she lived in the temple praying concerning the coming of Christ. Now, I would think Jesus is sovereign and is supreme. So he should just walk into the earth like a boss. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? But God shows us that there are rules of engagement in the spirit. Right? Uh, I, I am, I am, um, I'm, I'm concerned for the upcoming generation of believers. If we don't rise, if we don't rise quickly, quickly, and begin to have some serious... Let me tell you something. You might not know this. You see, or yes, we might, we might, we might sometimes dismiss some of our parents, their generation, and church, and what... But let me tell you something. What they have might not be perfect, but they fought for it. Mm. They fought... Don't joke with these guys. They fought for it. What it has taken... For you to have the opportunity to hear the gospel, mm -hmm. it's not a piece of cake. Yes. Somebody worked because because the enemy didn't want these things to be generational. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So please don't. Back in the day, back in the day, these are not meetings. What are we doing here? Back in the day, they will have two weeks meetings like this, three weeks meetings, praying, praying. They got you know what they, they got themselves to a point. Where see there are mantles that have to be reclaimed. They got themselves to the point where there was there was something called a voice of healing revival back in the day. And Kenahedo was sharing something. He said that they discovered amongst the ministers who were part of that healing movement that people had specific healing graces. So some people they discovered that some people God healed, let's say, the cripple with them more. Some people got healed cancer with them more. So it now became a case of prescribing. Ah, if you come here, <laughs> if you come here and you have, say, you're, you come to Kenahig and let's say he's anointing is for cancer, but then you have something palsy, you can say, oh, go to Oral Roberts. I, can, can you see that? So that means, please hear me. I'm not crazy. I'm not, when I say this, I'm not crazy. Believe me, because I want, I'm going to share some things with you guys. So that means that these guys brought a dimension, because this is a dimension in God. They brought a dimension in God down to the earth that we now have a spiritual healthcare system. Do you see what I'm saying? My, my message is not really miracles, but that when God comes to town, he brings all of his facilities with him. Right? Let me tell you something. You see all this counseling we're doing. You see all this counseling. I'm not, I keep saying, when I say this, it looks as if I'm, I'm, against, I'm not against it. But we are counseling more now because we're not generating the requisite spiritual power. 
Let me give you another another story. Pastor Mary, uh, I was part of a church, and uh, Lord give me wisdom. Let's just say that the the pastor was growing in prayer. That's the best way to to, to wisely say it. <laughs> so, so my spiritual father, I met my spiritual father in that church actually. You know, he came as an apostle. He would join churches and strengthen them. So he came to that church, and he is a He's a praying machine. <laughs> that's, that's an yeah. So, one day, he organized a prayer meeting in the church, and the church was on fire. So, my pastor called me. Now, I'm trying to show you intercession. So, my pastor called me. My pastor, my, my, my spiritual father organized it. So, my spiritual father, my pastor. So, my pastor called me. I said, and he said, he said, my spiritual father is Pastor Alex. He said, what happened? Pastor Alex must have, must have prayed. The way I was saying it was that he must have prayed to influence me to have prayer in this church. I mean, I've never heard that before. I, I, my English is not making sense. Let me, let, me, let me explain what I'm saying. So, what happened was this. My then pastor told me that he knows that the reason why the prayer culture of the church shifted is because my spiritual father must have influenced him in prayer. Can you, have you heard someone say that before? No. Because he looked at it and he thought, no, no, this is a different, <laughs> yeah, a different, I mean, the church, and you, you know the languages in this country, language with coffee, with tea, and all that stuff. I mean, the church, for some, for some, if someone can say, no, I think you, because, and please don't look at me strange, because people bewitch people, we can consecrate them. Does that make sense? <laughs> Does that make sense? People, and this is the thing, if you, if you watch it, if we govern our atmospheres, atmospheres correctly, people wouldn't misbehave around us. Because the, some of the things that affect them, they're spiritual. If they walk into, it's like you walk into a zone, you, you inhale the, the air in that place. So, intercession is crucial. But this is, this is where I'm, I'm really going with, with this. I told you I'll just do this one point and then we'll pray. This is where I'm really going with this. Now, so, without intercession, things hang in the balance. Right? Things hang in the balance. God has a plan. Right? God wants his plan to come to pass. But then there's, there are things that, that are trying to circumvent it from people. Without intercession, things... Intercession is capturing the will of God to impose it on the earth. Yeah. Things hang in the balance. But now, this is the part of, 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 the, of the diplomacy. This is what I said, Isaiah chapter, chapter 6. The, the spiritual level that it takes right, to generate the kind of intercession culture that God, you have to understand, you guys are not just intercessors. You are intercessors in the in line of the end time order. Now, that's a different situation. Now, so being an intercessor before Jesus came would have had its pros and cons. His disciplines. Does that make sense? So every, every dispensation matters. So we are intercessors of the end time order. This is what this means. What that means is this, is that 
the the because the Bible says better is the end of a thing than the beginning. That means mm. that the glory on on the church in the end time is greater than ever before. Does that make sense? Right? So God always concludes things at a higher level. So that means the glory on the church, the glory of this latter house shall be greater than that of the former. Now, this is the difference between you guys. I'm not trying to make you guys, I'm not trying to make your head swell. Okay? Right? This is the difference between you guys and church, church members. Like, people that go, this is the difference. If the average church member has the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. They will go rejoicing. You go to work. <laughs> Do you see the difference? That's the difference. If the average church member has the glory of the latter house shall be greater than that of the former. It's excitement. For you as intercessors, it's work. Because you understand that where there is glory, there is much contention. Right? There is much contention. So you know in that moment, and, and as, I, as I've been teaching at, at, at Kiros, this is the problem that we have. God speaks a prophetic word. As a matter of fact, I mean, sometimes I don't want to prophesy because it's like, yeah, yeah, I don't, honestly. Because it's like, I prophesy. When you prophesy, the opposite can best happen. Does that make sense? And it's almost as if your reputation is on the line. Yeah, you haven't seen that before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the I hope I'm making sense. Please just get. I'm, I'm all over the place at the moment, but I'll get to my point because I'm following the the, the leading now. So, in intercession, are you ready for this? Yes. Is spiritual midwifery. Yes. That's what it is, right? You don't look at you don't look at a woman. Who is in labor? And you're like, oh, congratulations! Ah, ah. Does that mean I'm talking about? She's actually in labor. Like, does that mean? Just imagine, imagine you're a midwife. Oh, you help my English now. Is it midwife? Yes, yeah, midwife. Okay, uh -huh. so I don't go. Uh -huh. All right. So imagine you're a midwife. You see someone who is in labor. I know there are different stages to labor. Okay. Uh -huh. Aha, that's uh -huh. Uh -huh. Okay. <laughs> father, father. Pastor, yeah. please help me also. Am I on the right? Yeah. Sure. Okay, right. So the difference is, so imagine at a very sensitive point in labor now, the midwife is now like, ah, oh, this is like, wow, like you're full time, you're, ah, oh, this is so nice. Like, no, no, no. Does that make sense? Is, is that your job description? Yeah. This is a sensitive period. This is life yeah. or death. Yeah. Every time a prophetic word is released, it is released it is as though someone is pregnant. Full term. Does that make sense? So that period is, in fact, I tell you what, before, before the prophecy even emerges in full, right, the enemy is already attracted to the potential. Listen, I keep saying this. It's not because I'm African. Let me tell you something. This is Bible. You know, sometimes you say people think, oh, maybe because I was raised in Africa, my Christian is. No, no. No, no. No. This is Revelation chapter 12. The Bible says that the, the Bible talks about the woman and the dragon. That the woman was pregnant and the dragon wanted to kill the woman because of the child in her. Right? And what happened? 
there had to be some type of intercession because they overcame by the blood of the Lamb. And by the way, that's, 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 that's a concept of intercession. Right? So, for what intercession is, it's a requirement that those that stand in this role have the spiritual capacity to fulfill it. This is where I'm going. Now, so I come to Isaiah chapter 6. We don't need to read it. I'll just get it. I come to Isaiah chapter 6. Isaiah, you know, the, 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 if you look at Isaiah's ministry, Isaiah's ministry was, was that of an intercessor. Because we read Isaiah chapter 6. He says, those of you that make mention of the Lord, give him no rest. So he establishes Jerusalem, uh, establishes Jerusalem as a praise. Now, that's a mystery itself. You make, give God no rest. God said he wants to establish Jerusalem, but you don't give him rest till he does it. Right? Mm. So, this guy, Isaiah, he's, he's conscripted an intercessor. But this is his story. This is where I'm going. Now, God wanted, wanted someone to represent him on the earth. So, in this encounter that Isaiah is having, God says, who will go for us? And whom shall we send? Now, that's the question that God asked. But if you if you rewind, before God asked that question, there were certain things that had to be in place. Because what God wanted to do was to deploy someone to a generation, but the person would need to, to fulfill certain requirements. This is, you see, this intercession, this is not one of those places where you just get excited and you just open an Instagram channel and just say, hey, what's it channel, whatever it is, account, <laughs> account, you just say, hey, like, yeah, let's just, let me tell you something, something in you is going to be tested, something in you, so, you see those people that come back and say they went somewhere, they did something, and then later spirits came and beat them, yeah. <laughs> Don't by, be, don't be skeeved, by God's grace, never had it. By God's grace, never had it. Never. Never. It's a spirit man. <laughs> never had it. Never had it. But this is the point. So God is raising this, this guy, Isaiah, raising him an intercessor. Raising him. So, but this is the first thing. Isaiah gets into the presence of God. He sees the glory of God. He sees the declaration of God's holiness. He sees all of this. This, this heavenly realities, basically. But one of the first things that Isaiah came in contact with, I was preaching on this recently, right? Yeah. He came in contact with was the fact that he was unholy. Mm -hmm. Now, the admitters that Isaiah had, the way I look at it is that it was that God's holiness exposed his unrighteousness. Mm -hmm. So maybe before that, he could have been the holiest of all the people. But he wouldn't have... Remember what I was saying to Akiros? I said that sometimes if you don't pray, you wouldn't know what's actually really happening. You need to ask God, God, I'm actually on the right track. Not, not from a place of fear, but from a place of... Back in, I started learning to do that um, yeah, very early on, where I would ask God, show me where I am. That is a very scary prayer. Mm. Honestly, I kid you not. I'll say, God, show me where I am in you. It will humble you. No, don't be afraid. 
Don't be afraid. Peace be unto you. Yeah, you. <laughs> so, so here's Isaiah now. So he, by the revelation of God's holiness, he sees and he says, Woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, living amongst unclean people. This is where I'm going for you guys, intercessors, because we're talking about diplomacy. So, in this thing that's happening here, what amazes me out of everything is this. Is that Isaiah is obviously unholy, right? But this is what God does. I would think that if God is going to deal with the unrighteousness that Isaiah carried, God would have done something like lay him on the altar, remove his spirit, you know, just do something, control all deletes, edit. <laughs> does that mean to just remove something or reach out into his heart and pull out something and say that's the darkness in your heart or conduct some deliverance where he's spinning around, all that stuff. But this is what, what shocked me. The Bible says that one of these living creatures took a call and touched his lips. That's, that's what got me. I was like, you could have touched Anyway, his heart, his mind, like, does that make sense? He's inside, whatever, but touched his lips. But Isaiah also knew this because he said, I'm a man of unclean lips. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that means his filth was in his, when he, in his mouth. Mm. Now, the, the question is, why was the filth in his mouth? That's the question. And why did God take the call to touch his lips? It was because of his type. He's a prophetic type. Mm. He's a prophetic type. He's an intercessor. So, if the enemy is going to mess with anyone, he will mess with them in their area of strength. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Right? He, he, he will mess with them in their area because this is a prophet. And what a prophet must do is speak. So the enemy knows this. And so if he's going to deal with him, he has to deal with him in the area of his strength. Using what God gave him against him. Can you imagine? I don't know. Am I making sense? So, what you can learn, because I believe, you know, you guys, as intercessors, you're prophetic. So, what you can learn from that story is patterns. That as intercessors, your power is in your tongue, but your problem can also be in your tongue. So, where you're supposed to prophesy, you complain. Where you're supposed to bless, you curse. And do, do, do you know what's happening there? You know what's happening there? Is every time you do that, you lose, you lose, um, you lose the audacity of your integrity. Because if what is coming out of your mouth constantly is not edifying, right? You, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a confidence that you lack, even in prayer. Does that make sense? There's a confidence you lack even in prayer. Right? So the more, so God, the Bible says the angel took the call 
and then touch his lips. So all the things I've been actually teaching you guys today, if you guys actually go and you really practice it, and you are, especially if you know that this intercession thing, it's not that you formed it in your head, that God really called you to it. That it's not that, you know, there's one where you think, uh, but you know that okay, this is, hey, you can't tell me that you are an intercessor and you're not conscious of what comes out of your mouth. But here, here, here's where I'm going to stop. So for God to, to have, you know, really generated what he wanted to get to the earth through this man, it was important that his lips were touched before he could represent God, before he could become a diplomat for God. Does that make sense? Right? Without that experience. Now, here's, here's where I'm really, really going. Let me lay it down for you guys. I'm just going to lay it down straight. <laughs> no, I'm going to lay it down. Honestly, no. I'm going to lay it down straight. What, I, what I'm saying now, is not that I wouldn't say in church. It's not that I wouldn't say everywhere. But I'll say it. Being mindful of different spiritual levels and things like that. There, there, comes, there comes a point where you need, you need spiritual evidence of this call. You, you, you need it. You need it. And I want to be careful how I say this, but because I don't want people to be weird and things like that. Honestly, I don't want people to be weird. But... At a point, you have to pray yourself into encounters. This is where I'm going. Yeah. On, believe me. Believe me. Now, everybody's encounter with God will look different. There's no doubt about that. Everybody, so, but that's why I say you have to pray. You, you, you keep praying. You keep praying. So I'll share, I'll share just a little bit with you of my own journey. Just a little bit. We'll keep. I don't like sharing things always like you know, outside, because I don't want people to misunderstand, but because of what we're doing. So, when I first started preaching the gospel, I mean, I knew that I was graced, I was gifted, so there's, there was no doubt about that. Like, if you ask me to preach from my bed, <laughs> I'll just preach, that was a gift. So there, there was no issue with that. And in my, and my walk with God, I, you know, God helped me, you know, grow, learned here and there. But I also grew with the consciousness that I was called to ministry. So God helped me. I knew doctrine. I knew the gospel. I knew those things. But from around, I think, babe, I can't remember. Is it, would you say 2009, 2010? But mostly 2011. Some, some, because of the, of the next level that God was taking me to, some things started to really shift in my experience with God. Right, shift my experience with God. So, I started to have some very definite encounters with the Lord. Very definite encounters with the Lord. And I'm saying this because I'm not saying any ministry is not significant. Right? But there comes a time where you enter a fight because you know it's your fight. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Does that make sense? You enter a fight. You know, yeah. there's some things you enter into, you're like, ah, last, last, 
Yeah. It doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I was just only trying to help out. Like, does that mean this is not please? This is not a place to help out. This this intercession ministry. If you want to help out, there's so many things. Honestly, honestly, there's so many. But here, this you know, this not make this, it, it, you guys. This is why I have my interview process in it. Right? Does that make sense? Okay, not a very deep interview, yeah. but just to know that hey, like. You do you have stomach for this thing? Yeah, because because do, do, do you do you have stomach? Because we'll deal with some things. They are technical. They are, they are so technical that you can't like your life cannot be out of order so that you don't end up being a casualty. That's what I'm saying. Being a casualty, the, the level of unity that's going to be required in the intercessory ministry, the unity is a spiritual formation. It's not, it's not cute. Does that make sense? This is, this is a formation. So that if we're on the team and you're fighting someone on the intercessory team, you're letting us down. Your, your fight can become the very path by which the enemy actually penetrates us and hinders what we're doing. I don't think that we don't see results because we don't say many words in prayer. It's yeah, it's the it's the alignment. The posture, yeah. So I said to have some very definite. I already knew I was called to preach. In fact, at this time, I was already ordained a deacon. So I was already on my path to ministry. But so. One of, okay, I'll, I'll explain it this way. Because I'm trying to explain to you why you need to press into God until something marks your spirit yeah. in such a way that you're possessed in the right way. Please, not in the <laughs> Does that make sense? You're, like, does that make sense? Where it's, a, it's a, this thing is now, it's a spiritual thing. You're not praying out of, you don't wake up at night because... No, it's a case of, it's like you're quickened. Yeah. You're quickened. So, in, in, I'll share just one or maybe two. So, in one, in one of these encounters, mm-hmm. I had, huh? <laughs> exactly. Because of, of, of a relationship I'd gone through, I was, I was, I, I, I saw myself I was I was weak. Right? I saw myself. I was shaky. This is how I saw myself. I was shaky, but I was still trying to press on with ministry in life and all of that stuff. But really, when God showed me me, <laughs> this is how I worked. And literally, a man walked up to me in the dream. I could recognize people. I don't just mention names because you know he walked up to me and. He laid, I kid you not, he laid hands on me and said, what a faith! I kid you not. As soon as he said, I sprung up, I, I was shaky, forget that. I sprung up and I reached for my Bible. That was how I received a commission to teach faith. So you know when I teach faith, I'm actually not teaching it <laughs> just because of course, I read the Bible on it. 
but because he was actually given. I'm just trying to show you. So let's forget we have this conversation tomorrow. You know, the reason the reason I don't like sharing this thing sometimes is because I don't want to distract people from. Does that make sense? Because I want people to focus on Jesus, but in certain places we have to share certain things so that people can understand. So after that, it's like if I open the Bible, I understand faith. <laughs> does that make sense? If I talk about faith, I get it. If I have to talk on faith now, I'll, I'll start talking. Does that make sense? That that's one of the reasons why. But can I can I give you another one? I know it was this. I think we were. I think it was last year. I can't remember where we went. Yeah, last year when we did the family thing with your parents and all of that stuff. So I think we're in Nottingham. And first night we went away. I slept. Literally. And I shared this a little bit with, with Chuck, but what the part I didn't share was how much of a commission it was. So, I, as I slept, I saw that I was preaching in a church. But I didn't know what I was going to preach. Now, that's a real life scenario, by the way. So I'm just letting you know. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know. I didn't know exactly what I was gonna preach. So I was saying to like, okay, God, like, are you gonna? <laughs> are you gonna? Are you gonna? Yeah, are you gonna like say it? Cause like I'm about to. So I I I um. So eventually, I got introduced. I went up now, and as I went up, I started to speak, and my voice. You know, when, when you're talking and what's the word now? You have not sore throat, but you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, yeah, cut. So I, I signaled for water in the dream. But then the, the hospitality team or whatever, they brought oil on, say I had like a desk and broke it. So instead of water, I drank rich oil. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Listen, <laughs> if all you feed on is John MacArthur, I'm so sorry, I'm so sorry. No, no, that's not good. I repent. I repent. Oh, no, it's not a restaurant. No, no. Pastor Mary, forgive me. Don't report me to the eldership. Please, Pastor Mary, please. Don't report me to eldership. I'll be here. I'll be here. Yeah, so that's what I believe. He actually he actually preaches against the gifts. No, he preaches against the gifts of the spirit. But but maybe not him. But if 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 you if you if you say because there's a part of Christianity that we don't, I understand that some of our Pentecostals are not theologically balanced. I get it. But please, I am begging you, don't throw away everything. It will be careless for you to not trace out what they've done right. Yeah. Be, and th this, is the pro this is the problem. So guess what? You see what we're set up for in the next few years is people that are, spirit, that are, that are um, eloquent with the gospel, but they won't be able to bring it to pass. Wow. Yeah. Believe me. No power to do it. Yeah. And oftentimes that happens because we reject the messages that God sends to us. Yeah. 
So, so let me come back to this. So literally in this story now, am I making sense so far? You understand yeah, where yeah, I'm going? Yeah. yeah. So in this story now, I, I drink, I drink the oil. In the, in, in the dream, I'm seeing other things that are happening. I literally see a group of, of ladies. I started singing, actually before, before my voice broke down, I started singing, yours is the kingdom. And I saw this group of ladies, they were about 19 to 21. In the midst of the entire place, everybody was singing, yours is the kingdom. But theirs was so fervent. It was, like, it was, it was, it was as though they were intercessors. Just bring yours is the kingdom. So I've seen all of those things happening, basically. And I and I woke up. And sometimes like the when you dream, you wake up with a message. And 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 the message I woke up with was the dynamics of prayer. So I concluded that God had now given me a mandate on prayer, like given me a mandate of faith. Do you see what I'm saying? Right? So that now if I take Prayer for as a message in the body of Christ. There's a there's an authorization. Yeah. 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 Spiritual yeah. authorization. Yeah. Does that make sense? There, there, there's, there's an authorization. The one on faith got it got so serious that one time God showed me a, a minister who was sick and um people were crying and I went and I was like, Why are you why are you crying? We just have to believe. Like So, this is the point I'm getting to. Before I had this whole thing on, on faith, um, I told you that I was, I was weak. So God couldn't send me out weak. <coughs> Just like Isaiah. God couldn't send him out with uncleanness. So God had to fix that element, right? So that then I could now become a diplomat for him in that area. So when you have these experiences with God, there's a way you defend God differently. <laughs> there's a way, you saw Paul, there's a way Paul defended God differently. Go check his life. There's a way. So here, here, here's my. Have I made sense so far, please? Just because I know I've been all over the place. But but here's my point. My point is taken from from the context of Isaiah. Right. This 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 thing about becoming a diplomat means that you you get to a place where you you embody the thoughts, the feelings, the purposes of God. <laughs> To a, to, a, to a dangerous level, it's actually not, it's no longer normal. Mm. Like it's actually, it only has, it, it's like something must have entered you. Does that make sense? For you to, for you to have this level of consistency about defending God, mm. being about God's glory in this area. Mm. Right? So, for you guys, what I feel the Lord wants to do is that God wants to touch your lips. Does that make sense? Yeah, God wants to touch you. That, that's what I feel God, God wants to do. Right? And, 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 and this part of it has to do with, this part of being a diplomat has to do with the, the encounters that authorize us. Now, the now, I'm not saying everybody will have an out-of-body experience, because I want to be very clear, that's not what I'm saying. Right? But whatever that encounter is, you can, like, 
can so have it that you know that man I, I i represent god this is not a thing where this is in my head i actually represent god this is why you find paul for example saying paul an apostle of jesus christ he wasn't just saying i'm gifted no he said i'm authorized paul an apostle of jesus christ does that make sense you should get so close you're able to say hey elizabeth an intercessor in the kingdom they now say, not by the will of man. That's what he said. <laughs> right? Not by the will of man. Not by the will of man. So I want us to pray. Amen. So this, 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 this one I've shared with you is, is crucial. It's crucial. It's crucial. Becoming, becoming a diplomat, but you don't become a diplomat if... You've not experienced God at the level where you feel the sense of a commission to represent him, even in matters of intercession. I'll give you one more example. In this prayer session we're going to do, we're going to, um, we're going to at the same time, I'll, I'll give us about 10 minutes to pray for ourselves. And then the rest of the time we'll start interceding for, you know, our church, our mission, the prayer points, basically, for, um, let me, let, let me give you another example of this whole thing about becoming a diplomat, but that authorization. You know, you know what happened between Abraham Melchizedek? That, that interaction, that interaction between Abraham and Melchizedek, right? Uh, it's... It, that was like that, that was like a diplomatic act between heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. yeah. Because Abraham is the father of nations. Yeah. Yeah. Melchizedek is, is, is a type of Christ's priesthood. Yeah. It was bringing synergy between two needed realities to establish God's kingdom on the earth. But Abraham, that wasn't the first time Abraham realized that, oh, I'm the father of nations. He had experienced God enough to know what to do in a situation like that. So the Bible says, Melchizedek blessed him. Abraham gave him tithes of all. So Abraham was acting with the consciousness of a function. There's a point we get to when this call to intercession, when we really get and we're like, wow, God, this is what God has called me to really, really do. We, in our, it's not that we're not led by the Spirit, we're led, but we can, we can function deliberately. Yeah. Deliberately in our capacity. Yeah. It now becomes a function that we, that we do deliberately from a place of oh, conviction, a place of calling, yeah. a place of responsibility. Yeah. Right. All right. Have this made sense over? So the thing I want us to pray about is this. Especially for, for, for you guys. 
We're going to pray. We're going to ask the Lord. I love, I love that, that part where the Bible says that um, a call was put on, on uh, Isaiah's lips. We're going to ask God to put calls on our lips. Right? That's symbolic of his word. Symbolic of the fire of, of God. Symbolic of the intensity, you know, from the, from the heart of the Father. We're going to ask God to cause correct. To cause correct. To cause correct. That especially because we're intercessors in ways that we're not conscious of the instrumentality of our lips, of our tongue, what we say. We've not come to realize that this is our instrument. I want us to ask God that God, would you cleanse our lips? Put coals on our lips. Coals on our lips. Coals on our lips. Would you put coals on our lips, oh God? We don't want to be intercessors that are intercessors because we have an intercessory team in our church and we gather a few people to pray and things. God, no. We want to be intercessors that are able to embody what you want on the earth. God, if we're going to go in this strength, if we're going to go in this capacity, it is required that you touch our lips, oh God. It is required that you touch our lips, oh God. It is required that you touch our lips, oh God. Ah, you're an intercessor. What kind of words proceed from your mouth? Give us a revelation of your holiness. Cleanse our lips, O oh God. Give us a revelation of your holiness. Cleanse our lips, O oh God. 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 The Bible says that the, the lips of a priest must preserve knowledge. Must preserve the instruction of the Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Our words, our words must not be used against us. Our words must not be used against people. The words that we speak, the words that we speak, the words that we speak. The words that we speak, the words that we speak, the words that we speak. Father, every way that we have been limited, 
Cleanse our lips, O God. 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 Put living coal. Put living coal. Put living coals of your word. Living coals of your word. In Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. One of the things that the enemy likes to do with prophetic type people, intercessory type people, is to keep them silent. Does that make sense? Really the power of an intercessor is in their tongue. That's what it is. Does that make sense? It's in their tongue. So if it's not to cause the words of their lips to be profane, it is to silence. And that's what the Bible says in Isaiah 66. It says, those of you that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent. Do you see that? That means, that means there's something, there's something uh, uh, dangerous when intercessors are quiet. I love the fact that the Bible says God put living coals, living coals on the mouth of Isaiah. In the scriptures, it says, it says the lion, the lion has, has, has roared. I cannot but prophesy. Intercessors, we, are, we, we thrive in speaking. We thrive in speaking. We thrive in speaking. In the name of Jesus Christ, I declare over every single person in this place. If there is, if there is any way that you have been silenced, okay, or your volume, spiritually speaking, has been reduced. You've been spiritually muted by experience, by pain, whatever it is responsible. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command the opening of your mouth. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus. La combra di sharamamases. Le gazo mare rezo zoba rere kazadaba. Rababaye rere rezo zoba rere babaye. Silent in the name of Jesus. If you've been silent in your spirit, let God begin to roar on the inside of you again. That your mouth will be open again. Reclaim your voice. Reclaim your voice. Whatever has caused you to be muted, whatever has caused you to be timid, whatever has caused you to lose courage, in the name of Jesus, receive living coals. Receive living coals. 
God in ways that are unique to everybody. Would you touch us with living God? Would you touch us with encounters with you, God? so 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 something so profound, something so powerful. See, if Isaiah had not encountered the Lord the way he encountered the Lord, he wouldn't have known that there was a realm of possibility where a cycle could just stop like that. Does that make sense? Because the Bible says God himself provided the solution. The Bible says that the, the, the living creature, the Bible says, took the coal and touched him and then he was cleansed immediately. So that means that sometimes we just have to be exposed to a higher degree of spirituality in God. Does that make sense? Am I making sense? Mm -hmm. We have to be exposed to a higher 
in level of intensity in the realm of the spirit and things that we have struggled with that have held us back in a moment can just vanish right they can just vanish things that we've been exposed to in the moment it can just vanish like that. are we together am i making sense okay so we're gonna pray Is that so we're gonna pray we're going to pray. We're going to pray for those people, basically. But also, I want us to keep praying. God, cleanse our lips. Cleanse our lips. Put coals of living fire on our lips. The, the, the job of a prophet really is in their mouth, is in their voice. Are you, are you with me? Mm. I want you to ask God, if you felt in life that your voice has been silenced, listen, don't watch who did it. Don't, don't focus mm. on that. But focus on, focus on the reason behind it. Does that make sense? So, certain experiences are designed to constrain us spiritually. But in the name of the Lord Jesus, I'm declaring because our personal breakthrough as intercessors matters. So in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I want us to begin to lift up our voices. We're praying in the name of Jesus. Father, we're praying for those people, Father, who feel constrained. We'll feel constrained. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray by the Holy Ghost for them in the name of Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we declare their liberty. 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 In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. That feeling, that feeling of, of, of feeling unwanted. In the name of the Lord Jesus, we address you. We address you. Lift in the name of Jesus. Lift in the name of Jesus. Lift in the name of Jesus. We expose you to a higher level of intensity. In the spirit, in the spirit, in the spirit, in the spirit. A higher level of intensity in the spirit. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Where there is a curing of everything that God does not want for us. A curing of everything. In the name of Jesus. A curing of things that are hindrance. A hindrance in intercession. A hindrance in our calling. A hindrance in our walk. Lord, take coals. Take living coals. Touch our hearts. Touch our lips. Touch our spirits. Take coals. Take coals. From the heart of the Christ. Take coals, oh God. Touch us, 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 oh God. Come on, I want us to press a little. Come on, I want us to press a little. Come on, I want us to press a little. I want us to press a little. 
We're going to lift up our voices and pray because one of the points I was going to give you guys on, on, on the call to an intercessor, intercessor is courage. Someone say courage. Courage. Now, what I perceive is this, is that some of us have had occasions where we have lost our courage. Okay, courage is vital. God said to Joshua consistently, he says, only be of good courage. Only be courageous. We're going to go to, because what, what's happening now in this moment is, you know, I was talking about being a diplomat for God. And for us to do that, we have to be able to represent God correct. But God, first, like Isaiah, has to fix the things that need fixing. Are we together? Yes. We're going to pray about courage. Some of us wouldn't prophesy because we're not courageous. Some of us would have words from the Lord we wouldn't share with people because we are not courageous. Right? Some of us would not even press in the spirit as we should press because we don't have the courage. We're going to lift up our voices. I'm going to pray, God, touch us with living calls of courage. Amen. Touch us with living calls of courage. Amen. Touch us with, come on, let's pray, let's pray. Touch us with living calls of courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Touch us with living calls of courage. Yes, Lord, of courage, of courage. Intercessors must be courageous. Touch us with living calls of courage. Touch us with living calls of courage. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. In the name of the Lord Jesus. Kazaba Rebe Zozozoka Kazana. Hey, 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 hey. Let courage, let courage well up. Let courage well up. Let courage well Let courage well Let's press a little more. Let's go a in Jesus' name we pray. In Jesus' name we pray. There's an intensity at which I want us to pray that prayer. Because by the time, by the time God touched Isaiah with living calls, and God said, "Who will go for us?" He, he said, "This was the guy who said, what is me? I'm a man of unclean lips.'" In that same encounter, in that same experience with God, after he had been touched with living calls, God said, we'll go for us. He said, here I am, send me. Does that make sense? Yeah. We are going to pray into that and say, God, I, I want you to say, God, God, I'm not going to stay timid. I'm not going to stay timid. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm not going to stay timid. Yeah, here I'm not talking about like faking confidence. No, I'm talking about the God kind of confidence. The God kind of courage. Someone shout the God kind of courage. The God kind of courage. Say the God kind of courage. The courage that possesses nations. That levels mountains. That fills valleys. That makes crooked paths straight. 
I want you to say, Lord, inundate me with the God kind of courage. Touch me, God, with living coals of courage by which I am able to stand and I represent you in my generation relentlessly. Lift up the voice and pray.
Some people are sent in their prayer requests. So what we're doing is we're going to pray. One of the prayers is 